Hello, thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance his kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. Guys, I just, I want to start off, um, I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sitting in my notes, so, um, I love you guys. I mean that. Uh, it is it is an honor and a privilege to serve uh, to serve this house. You guys have no idea. Yeah, here we go. Here come the waterworks. <laughs> uh, that's what I needed probably to break it up. It is an honor and a privilege to uh, to serve this house, uh, and especially for as long as Jessica and I have have been here. Um, you know, it, it, we haven't always. You know, the church goes through waves, as far as um, maybe. Uh, worship participation and and how we worship and how the services flow and man this past year guys you it's it's unbelievable almost unbelievable how just how much um we as a congregation have grown in worship and being expressive uh in our worship and our praise towards god and uh, as your worship pastor, that brings me joy um, because it, it, it makes our job so easy to know that you guys are, are, are hungry and that as soon as the music begins, you guys are already ready to just enter into the presence of God. Um, I'm not really much of a teacher or a preacher or whatever, but I, I do love the presence of God. And um, I love, I, I just, I love to be in the presence of God with, with the people I love. Um, so anyway, all that mushy stuff out of the way. Uh so I had this whole this whole thing, right? I was going to preach this thing, and um, about two or three weeks ago, I uh, I told Pastor Noe, "Hey, uh, I feel like God is saying I'm going to speak about this, and not the other thing that I told you I was going to speak about." <laughs> so um, he's like, "Cool," and then he goes, "Hey, by the way." Uh, I think I think our sermons are going to flow really well together. And uh, then last week, I noticed that he had pulled all of my all of my talking points. 
And uh, so I just continued to pray about it, and uh, and then God reminded me of a um, He reminded me of a sermon that Pastor Noah preached maybe almost two years ago, maybe more uh, about the, uh, the Hebrew words for um, for praise and worship. There's like ten of them, and so I'm I'm going to go through those with you guys this morning, and then I want to share, just kind of dive in a little bit more, just on some practical applications of that stuff, and um, so when I, I, a little funny little side note, uh, you, ever, you ever watch a preacher, and then he takes a drink of water, and then you're like, man, that water looks so good, that, that's, that's what I always think, I don't know why, I'm never thirsty, but anyway. All right, I'm going to get serious at some point. Uh, that looks bad on camera, I know. Hey, so, okay, here we go. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Um, during, during worship, um, God kind of, st- I don't know if you guys noticed, there was a definite theme this morning. Um, and last week, especially about breakthrough and freedom and just chains falling off. And um, I had just a little, just a little thing in my notes about Paul and Silas in the in the uh, Acts book of chap- book of Acts chapter six, uh, where uh, they were arrested and thrown in in jail for doing something silly like casting a demon out of a woman. Uh, and that's not silly. That was just me being joking. Uh, so that they cast this demon out of this out of this woman, and she was a fortune teller. So the people that she paid money to, or made, they got mad. They didn't like it. They lost money, and they had them arrested. And uh, in the middle of the night, Paul and Silas began to worship and praise. I might need those. And uh, they're, they're sitting in this, in this, essentially a dungeon, right? There was no, no cushy beds and no cable TV. They're sitting in the mud, chained to a wall probably. Um, and they just begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Begin to worship him with Seemingly no reason to do so. Everything is looking down at this point. They're in this really crappy place. And they have, what's the best that they have to look forward to, right? Is they, they, may go, they may be killed. That's, that's probably the, the best thing that they have to look forward to is they might be killed for being a follower of Christ at this point. But they just begin to worship, and they begin to lift up the name of Jesus and make a whole bunch of noise and racket for God. And the cool thing is he heard their, he heard their worship and he heard their prayers, and, and all of a sudden their chains just shook loose. The doors of the prison opened up, and they were freed, you know. And I, I just... That was only a passing point in my sermon, and it's not till much later. <laughs> but during worship, I just we we just kept hitting those points, hitting those points, you know. And uh, 
Man, I just want to tell you this morning before, before we get into it that, man, whatever you're going through, whatever, whatever you feel has you bound, worship is the key. Worship is the key to, to unlocking doors, period. You're right. It changes the atmosphere. It's it's uh when 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 you don't seem to find a way, there's worship. Because it takes the focus off of what you're worrying about and puts it on God, right? It puts our focus on Jesus and what He's done for us. He, he's a. Uh, Man, he's so good. He is so good. That was free, guys. Uh, so, have you guys, um, I'm sure you guys have seen and been a part of sporting events and uh, concerts, and you've seen somebody win the lottery, uh, and they're, they're not like, great, this is awesome, I won the lottery, or... Uh, there's this this little team um, from Houston called the Astros, and um, I think they're doing pretty good. And uh, we were in the middle of a concert uh, this past Friday night, and uh, the <laughs> the headliner band is is up on stage, and they 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 were trying to create this intimate moment, and. Uh, <laughs> they, they're like, they get out of the microphones and they come up to stand to the edge of the stage and they're, they're, they, what they're wanting is for the crowd to sing with them these words to their song, which I don't remember what the song was, but it was, the song was focusing on, on, on God, right? And, and, uh, and so they were, they were, it was, it was very dramatic, right? It could have been. But then all of a sudden, from the bleachers, somebody goes, Go Astros! 5 0! <laughs> the moment was gone. They tried to recover, but it was, it was gone. Uh, guys, we, those things, those emotions that we feel when we feel happiness and joy, God gave us those. So those things aren't misplaced. I make jokes with people all the time. Uh, we were in life group the other night, and um, people may not. Jessica always tells my wife, she tells me, you have to let people know when you're joking because your face tells them you're not. <laughs> and uh, to which I say, I was born with this face. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. People think I'm mad all the time. I'm not mad. I promise you. If I'm mad, you, you probably know. Uh, <laughs> but I said, um, somebody made a comment about a sporting event or something, and I said, they have never done anything for me. They didn't die for me. They didn't go to the cross for me. And uh, where I was being serious, I was also be jokingly saying that. But uh, to that person, I apologize if I was, if you didn't think I was joking. Uh, 
<laughs> she goes, I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, we were created for those things. God put that in us, right? Like, it, it's, it's our... It, it's... It's a necessary thing, right? God, I mean, God created us in his image. So he obviously gets excited about some stuff, right? I read a book years ago um, by Chris Tomlin. It was called Created to Worship. And uh, maybe I didn't read it. It's probably an audio book. I don't read much. Uh anyway, in the book, he talks, about, um, he talks about our bodies. God created our bodies as instruments. With our vocal cords are the strings. Our hands are percussion. And he, he goes into much more detail, but those, it's not just our emotion that God is, has, the emotions that God has put in us to express in these times of joy and happiness and even sadness. He's also made our bodies as a, as a physical instrument of worship and praise. So, uh, with all of that, you know, there's the, I'll, get, I'll get into those 10 words. And uh, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. It may be a surprise to you. Uh, but so I, I may butcher these words. Uh, just bear with me and let's pretend we're all rednecks, right? <laughs> so, and these are not in or, any particular order. These are just, um, they're just there, right? So, Shabbat, I think is how you say it. Is a shout of praise. So, so, and, and if you and if you, as we're reading these, just think of think of a time in worship just this morning that we've that we experienced these things, or that you saw somebody do it, or you or you heard it, or you did it yourself, right? So, it is a shout of praise. It expresses confidence in God's ability. So, a scripture reference for that is Psalms one forty five four. It says, "One generation commends your works to another." They tell all of your mighty acts. I, I'm, as I'm reading these, I'm just sitting here thinking of just like, thinking of, of, of how we, we do that sometimes. We tell, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about, you know, we're going to celebrate 35 years here as a church, right? And I'm thinking of, of, of what it took for the Hardaways to, to get this thing up and going and, and the, the, just the amount of faith that, that people had to pour into that vision, right? I've heard the stories. I wasn't here. Uh, but I heard the stories and... As we, as, we shout, as we shout praises, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for doing that. Thank you for giving them this vision. That's, that's, that's what this is. It's like saying, hey, thank you, God, and, and then telling, our, telling the younger generation, 
of, of the story of how, how God brought this church to fruition. How he fulfilled every need and above. The next one is uh, Barak, and it is to kneel, bless the Lord, express humility. Man, I just, I, I just think of all these. When I'm reading them, I'm like, I, love, I just want to go back to worship. I just want to get back in it. The scripture reference for that is, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before our Lord, our maker. Psalm 95 and 6. And I'm going to go through these pretty quick because there's some other stuff that I want to get to at the end. And then I want to take, there's going to be a little time of, I want to do a little time of impartation where, um, where we pray over you guys. And if you, if you want to move in this kind of, if you want to be free and move in expressive worship, I want to be able to pray over you guys that God would just release that in your lives. So, uh, Yada or Yada, however, I don't know. I think of Yada, Yada, Yada. <laughs> it's the extended hand, expressed gratitude, thankfulness, and surrender. So uh, I would imagine that's this, right? That's, that's, you know, when a cop comes up, if you're doing something wrong, or if you're not, and he says, hey, put your hands up. <laughs> yes, sir. Here I am right here. Got nothing. Right, it's surrender, it's complete surrender. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. The next one is... uh, Sorry, God, I'm trying to, I want to make sure that I hear Holy Spirit and whatever I'm I'm saying this morning. So I'm not exactly like clueless in what I'm, what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make sure that God's not speaking something else. Okay. Toda or (laughs) close enough. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> that is also a raised hand expresses adoration uh, the scripture reference for that is those those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me and to the blameless I will show my salvation so man that's just that's just throwing your hands up and saying thank you Jesus right thank you thank you God for everything that you've done in my life God Taka, where's our fifth one? Kind of, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think of a redneck saying taco. That's a taco right there. I like to eat tacos, guys. <laughs> Is it okay to laugh a little bit, guys? Huh? That is a clap, applaud, expresses joy and victory. So when you are... When those Astros are doing great, right? And you're clapping, yeah! 
one of this morning when God is moving. Or even during the week when maybe you don't feel him moving. Maybe you're not feeling the victory in the middle of the week, right? Maybe, maybe life is just really sucking at the moment. Sorry, that might have been offensive to somebody. I apologize. Life is not that great at the moment, maybe. But you begin to clap and thank Jesus and just thank him for everything he's done in the middle of not having anything to thank him for, right? Thinking that you have nothing to thank him for, but knowing that, his, that he has already provided the victory. Psalm 47 and 1 says, clap your hands, all you nations shout to God with cries of joy. You could change that to victory too. In the moments when you think it's not there, it's there. It's there for sure. Hello. It's to celebrate extravagantly. It's the root word for hallelujah, which means praise. Hala. To Yah, God, expresses joy, jubilation, and celebration. How many of you guys have heard us up here? And it, well, We just sang about it. I raise a hallelujah. There's, there's purpose behind that. It's not just a funny word. It's not just a Christian word that we say to fill in the blank spaces in our worship, right? It means something. Praise to God. Hallelujah. Praise to God. There's not a short scripture verse for that. There's a whole section. And I'm going to read it to you. There's only six verses though. So. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre as a stringed instrument. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him on the, with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The next one is uh, tequila, not to be confused with tequila. <laughs> tequila is, is seeing scripture to instruct and encourage. Sometimes we will... Uh, that, that's what the Psalms are, right? Most of the Psalms are, 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 are we sing them now. They, they, were written as, they were written as songs. They weren't scripture when they were written, but they are now scripture, and we sing the scripture. So that is what we're doing, Tehillah. It says, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. 
But I, I really like how uh, there's another version called the Passion Translation. And I really like how it says that. It says, it's time to sing and shout for joy. Go ahead, all you redeemed ones, do it. Praise him with all you have. Praise, for, for praise looks lovely on the lips of God's devoted lovers. We were talking about relationship this morning. And our praise looks lovely on God's lovers, right? Tefillah, I guess we'll call it that, is a, uh, a prayer often sung as an intercession and petition to God. So uh, there have been times in, in moments of... of uh, In, in, in my quiet moments, in, in when I move into a, moment, a, a time of intercession, and um, you just begin, like, just feel God enter the room. It's just you in there, and it's just him. You feel him walking in. You feel, you, you literally feel the presence of God enter the, enter the room. And sometimes I have something to pray, sometimes I don't. But you can pray or sing the scripture. You can pray or sing whatever prayer is, 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 is in your heart at the moment. Whatever God gives you in that moment, you just begin to sing it out. You, can, you sing in tongues. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry. Listen to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my weeping. I dwell with you as a foreigner, a stranger, as all my ancestors were. Hear my prayer. Kara is to dance. David danced before the Lord with all his might and he expressed joy and celebration. So, this is one of my favorites. Um, the Ark of the Covenant, which is where they kept uh, some relics from Moses. They, they kept the Ten Commandments in there. They kept his staff uh, and they kept... Uh, My mind is blank. Something from his brother Aaron <clears throat> in, 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 the, um, in the ark, in the box. They created this box. Had, uh, it had um, two angels on the front facing each other. And um, this ark or this box was supposed to be in, it was behind the curtain in the Holy of Holies, of the temple, which is called the Holy of Holies. Well, the, uh, because of whatever, um, the enemy had stolen it and taken it away. And David said, I've had enough of this. I'm going to get it. So David went to go get it. He got it. And they began to move it. And somebody touched it because they hit a bump. And the ark started to fall. Well, the power of God, a man, a man touched the ark to keep it from falling and he was unclean at the moment. He died. Because they were, several things, they were moving it incorrectly. 
all kinds of stuff. Uh, there was a there was a, a, a there was a biblical uh, a, a, there was a right way to move it and a wrong way to move it that God had, had told them how to move it and they weren't moving it correctly anyway. So they left it at this guy's house and they went on back to back to um, back home and 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 <laughs> so then David hears, hey, uh, you know the guy. The, the guy that uh, you left the ark at his house, he's like, he's doing really well. You know, God's really blessing him because the ark is there. And so David's like, uh-uh, I'm going to get it. So David went to get it. And uh, this time they did things right. He said, we're not going to move six, we're going to move six steps. And we're going we're gonna sacri- to make a sacrifice of praise to God. And so as he was, as they were bringing it back, when they got back into the city, David's wife which happened to be Saul's daughter. She was pretty salty. And uh, she, she's, as the Bible says, she was looking down. Uh, she was looking down at him as he danced in the streets and he had ripped off his, his priestly robe. He was wearing a, uh, he was wearing a robe that, was, that priests wore. And uh, she said, oh, how kingly are you dancing, dancing naked in the streets with all the, all the, whatever, little, there were other young women that were dancing around. She was trying to shame him, and he said, he said, woman, listen. I, I can imagine he's, woman, listen. I'll become more undignified than this. So, hey, that tells me, I'm not telling you guys to, to strip down and let's dance. <laughs> That is not what I'm saying. Don't hear that. What I am saying is dance. Dance like nobody's looking. Because nobody cares. I promise you. Nobody cares what you look like. Um, (laughs) that That is absolutely one of my favorite stories. Zamar is making music. By striking fingers on strings or parts of a musical instruments. Uh, when we play instru- instrumentally to facilitate a holy atmosphere, it's not just church. It's not just a church cocktail music. It's zamar. So when we uh, we're not just trying to, you know, lighten the mood. You know, hey, you guys. This is really uh, it's 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 worship. So when when we say just the music, and the music just begins to play, and the instruments begin to prophesy, I believe. That is the mar. That is, that is worshiping with our fingers and our hands. Um, one of the, the, so the thing that, that ties these all together, right, is um, all, all of these are biblical forms of worship. And praise. And the thing that ties them all together is action. It takes action on our part to do so. And this isn't a, there is a time, there is a time to just relax and soak in what God is doing. I'm not saying that there's not a time for that. There is a time to lay flat on your face and just 
just soak up God's goodness. But in, in, in times of, of praise and worship, they, it's time that it requires action on our part. We have to do something. We have to get out of the boat, right? We have to get out of the boat and get out of our comfort zone sometimes because we're not going to... God didn't call us to be comfortable. didn't that's that's the short that's the short story of that we're not called to be comfortable but when we are comfortable and and we move outside of that comfort zone that becomes sacrifice because we're sacrificing our dignity sometimes I know that I uh, kind of a big guy bigger guy things jiggle when I move I'm okay with that. There was a time when I wouldn't move because I was worried about what somebody else was thinking about me. There, there, I, was, I was worried that I might look stupid because I am a white boy and I cannot dance. I had this thought, and uh, I don't feel like we could truly enter into full-on praise and worship without that action, without doing that. And this isn't to cast judgment on anybody. I'm not, I'm not saying, because I know some of us are physically not able to do some of these things. And that's okay. That's okay. But I do know as my brother Jimmy Don said, I have seen people come in with a limp. And as soon as worship starts, they dance like there is no limp. I, I'm going to be a little bit. They, as, soon as, they, as soon as they dance, they, as, soon as, as soon as worship starts, they begin to dance and jump and like... Like nothing's, like they have no ailments. And then when, when service is over, they're back at it. It's just something about being in the, in the presence of God that just takes it all away. It's that willingness to sacrifice whatever you have in that moment that God just begins to lift that off of you. And I've, I've seen, I've seen miracles happen when people walk in and they, they, they may hobble in, but they begin to worship and God just takes it away. There's nothing like being in the presence of God. Nothing. Nothing. You will never be satisfied. Once you enter into the presence of God, you will never be satisfied with anything else. Um, I uh, talking about talking about how I uh, 
kind of how I, how I feel about how I was kind of self-conscious about my worship and the things that I, uh, things that I kind of felt. I, I moved past that and, um, you know, now you'll, you'll see me up here from time to time and, uh, I, I'm sure I look pretty foolish jumping around and, you know, waving my hands and, uh, a few weeks ago I, I was like, I'm not going to hit a right chord if I try. So I just put my guitar down and I just begin to dance. And, and uh, <laughs> I, I told, I told Miss Lisa, I said, oh, not this week, but a few times before that, I said, hey, you're going to have to quit scooting over so close to me because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt you <laughs> because my, my arms may fly, my guitar may go, I don't know. It's just when I get into worship, I, I, uh, I get excited. I get expressive. And uh, one day I was, I was off like I was scheduled to play like, like today. And I was standing over here. And um, one, of, one of my jobs, one of, one of my tasks as, as a worship pastor is, is to also make sure things flow smoothly. Um, so I have a tendency sometimes to listen and make sure that this is happening or that's happening. Making sure the lights are doing what they're supposed to do. Making sure that, they're, that the songs are being played and, and everybody's doing their part. And, and I, I can lose focus on worship. So this particular day I was standing over there and, and I was like, I was, I was consciously in worship, right? But I was just like, Stand there, probably much like this, just kind of stand there, kind of bobbing my head, like, yeah, yeah, God, you're so good. And then it was like, God just hit me. Pop! What's the difference in up here and over here? Nothing. My head. My head. That was it. There's no difference in me being over here and over there. We can be expressive anywhere with our worship. Anywhere. There's a, uh, there's a, a, a church that, that Jessica and I follow. and we, In fact, we do, um, we do a lot of their songs. Uh, the pastor's name is Bill Johnson. And his daughter-in-law is one of the, uh, his daughter-in-law is named Jen. She is one of the worship pastors there. And uh, I was watching an interview, or not, not an interview, but they were, they were having a kind of a roundtable discussion uh, during the service, and I was watching it, and Jen was talking about, they were kind of talking about living a lifestyle of worship, what it, what it means, what it looks like, and uh, she was talking about they, they were having a, uh, there was a conference that they were going to do where Bill was speaking and Jen was leading worship. And they've got kids, right? They've, at the time, I think they only had three kids. But I say only, right? <laughs> I've got one. I've got three, but I've got one that's little. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I know it's a lot. So they're, they're in the car driving to the, to the venue, wherever the uh, conference was at. And uh, she said, 
she was in the front seat and Bill was in the back seat. And she, she said, she made some sarcastic remark like, mommy hat off, worshiper hat on. And then she goes, huh. and uh, she said, Bill put his, put his hand on her shoulder and he leaned forward and he said, the problem is the worship hat never should have come off. That's a heavy statement, guys. If that, if that I probably heard this five, six years ago, and I, I remember like it, I heard it yesterday. The worship hat should never have come off. It, it, it takes us full circle back to where I said earlier, throughout the week when we're going through some pretty bad stuff, and maybe we don't feel like we have victory, if we have our worship hat on, if we continue to worship, we have the victory. The victory's already ours. The joy is already ours. So you say, Morgan, how do I practically put all this stuff in, in, my, uh, in my life to where I can feel like I'm worshiping through in the middle of a storm? How do I, how do I become, how do I activate this, uh, this expressiveness in my worship? push through that's 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 it that's the big thing you push through you push through you praise him when you don't feel like it keep that worshiper hat on you praise through you <laughs> break out in a praise dance praise break you know what I'm saying You worship through the week, never take your worship hat off. Remember. <laughs> That's my, you're good to go. <laughs> Guys, if he's done nothing else for you, if he never does anything else for you, he went to the cross for you. Jesus expressed his love by being beaten and dying on the cross and raising again and giving us eternal life with him at the right hand of God. Where, by the way, we're going to be doing some expressive worship forever. I, uh, I told Pastor Noe I wanted, to, I wanted to have this opportunity right at the end before we move into to the other thing that I want to do. If, uh, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord of your life, and we want to leave opportunity for that today. Because I want you guys to be on the same page with us. I want everybody to be on the same page. So we can all worship together and know what we're worshiping about.
Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South, Bay City, Texas 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.